Thank you for tuning in to the Educational Leadership Podcast. We are meeting with educational leaders from around the great state of Texas. Hear their stories and gain insights into educational leadership. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining another episode of the Educational Leadership Podcast. We are very excited to have another special guest. Before I introduce the guest, just want to give a shout out to our co-host, Corinne French. Hey, Gary. Nice to be here. I'm excited for our podcast today. Same here. Excited as well. We had a previous guest on from Tomball ISD. We had the superintendent. Now, just to give, I don't, I don't know what the right word is, have Tomball ISD shine even more. We, we have the board president of Tomball ISD, Kathy Handler. Kathy, thank you for being on the podcast. Well, thank you, Gary. Thank you, Corinne. We're very, I'm very happy to be here and to discuss, um, I think we're going to talk about the growth that Tomball has seen over the last few years. So I'm happy to talk about that with y'all. We are, Every yeah. podcast we have, I think it's like, it seems like it's our favorite, like, oh, this was so great. But when we were interviewing your superintendent, Gary is all about business and innovation. I think we were both like slightly freaking out. So we're really glad to have another representative from Tumball ISD today. Well, thank you. Yeah, just looking at it from a different perspective, right? Because as a board member, board members have a completely different role. I mean, you you are right. ser- you're serving the community. You don't get paid. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't get paid to be on the board, right? <laughs> no, no, we do not get paid, and a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, and the board over the past, at least in general, over the past year or two, that's been a a tough job, especially one where it's purely volunteer, purely an act of service. And Tomball has been unique and. I'm excited about Tomball because I'm from the Houston area. I've seen the growth that's happening at Tomball over the years. My cousin's a doctor. He used to live out there and, and he, I mean, he was telling me about it at one point. And, and so you've seen it. I mean, I think now there's a highway that goes straight up to college station, even better. Right. And almost, <laughs> almost to college station, not quite yet, but it will soon the next so many years. Yeah. It's just tremendous growth. And, and so before, before we get into the details, Kathy, if you can, just tell us a little bit about your background. Well, um, we moved, my family and I, we moved to the Tomball area, December of 1998. And um, I have three children, all graduated from Tomball, high, um, Tomball schools, two from Tomball High School, one from Tomball Memorial. We uh, moved here previously for my husband's job, but since then we have gone out on our own. We own our own business. And um, so I'm involved in that. I was involved all during the time the kids were in school, different areas of that. And then um, one of the current board members um, called one time when some people were going to be leaving the um, board and asked if I would be interested in doing it. And so that's how I um, got to be on the board (laughs) was I said yes. (laughs) And now almost 12 years later, here I am. Wow. Yeah. Well, we can get into that more with growth. You can ask a question, but I do have a story to tell having moved here in 98, um, what Mm -hmm. it's been like. Um, Well, go ahead and tell us because I'm from a really small district. Our district is under a thousand. When I first got on the board 10 years ago, we were around 670 and now we're almost at a thousand. So 
I'm seeing growth in the last 10 years of my service, but not quite like yours. Uh, So yeah, tell us about that. What does that look like? And how does it feel as a board member watching it all happen too? So I I think one of the best ways to describe it is when we moved here in 1998, um, my oldest was in third grade. And so she started school that January of 99. And there was one high school. So from 1937, from when Tomball ISD became an independent school district to through 2011, there was only one high school in all that time. And in 2007, a bond was passed so a new high school could be built. So um, I wasn't on the board at that time, but they recognized the way the growth was going. And so they built the second high school and it opened up in 2011. So we just celebrated the 10 years of that um, recently of that school being opened. And now we had a bond this past November and we are gonna build our third comprehensive high school. which will come come online in about four years. So to me, that really talks about the growth of what Tomball has had, because for years, um, it was just a one high school town. So not quite as small as your, even, you know, then as your district, but it still was um, small enough to have one high school. And not only do we have two high schools, but they're both in 6A now. So that it's just has exploded. Um, I have the numbers here just for this year. As of January 28th, 2022, for this school year from the beginning until we have increased by 1,666 students. Oh wow. I'm, so it, it kind of brings some questions to mind uh, around that, what, considering the growth, because I've heard of districts in a fast growth state. You got students coming in from around the country, around the state, and you have to have enough capacity of teachers and facilities and other things to accommodate that. And if bonds don't get passed and other things happen, you are in a difficult situation, I would imagine. Has the growth, has the stages of growth at Tomball ISD has it been pretty smooth or had there been some challenges along the way? And, and what are some lessons learned around that? Uh, so I think, I think for the most part, it's been pretty smooth. There have been a couple of bumps. Um, we work with a demographer um, at Zonda Education mm-hmm. who we work with, and they have helped along the way. However, um, we have grown more than they anticipated. Wow. Um, from 13, we've grown like 18% higher than what they had anticipated. We've tried to stay ahead, you know, as a board and district administration to make sure that we can um, get all of our students, you know, in a school and it not be just totally crowded. Um, the community has been great because they have passed bonds for the growth, to continue to have buildings and things like that to put our students in. Um, This past bond was a little bit different. They provided, which you could see reflected statewide, they they, um, voted for the items that will help with the growth, but a lot of the other initiatives on the bond, for instance, like the extras, athletics, fine arts, things like that. They did not pass that. But the really important ones, A and B, were the ones that we needed for our growth, for instance, 
to have a third comprehensive high school. Um, so I think one of the bumps along the way is um, really trying to stay ahead. And sometimes it's not always possible because the process for creating a bond is, is, is can be time consuming. You have to make sure that you're all your I's dotted, all your T's crossed to get it done and make sure that the community understands the reasons for it. Um, we also had a little difficulty with our um, latest bond 2017 um, when, because due to Harvey, um, there are some things that are out of our control. Right. Um, it caused the county to create new guidelines about buildings and stuff and such. And so when we had a, a junior high that was very overcrowded, um, we had been hopeful that we would get it, the new junior high opened up sooner, but due to Harvey and all the new restrictions and um, building issues, which are now even worse, they kind of started then after Harvey. Um, our junior high opened up a year later than we would have hoped. Um, I think that's the biggest bump that we have really had in the road as far as um, making sure that we have a place for all the students and not be so crowded that they walk shoulder to shoulders, they're walking down the hallway. Yeah, and that's understandable. I mean, it, I, I think a lot of, a lot of, I mean, I know a lot of school districts had challenges around that in general, just from flooding and that, that sort of thing related to Harvey. Um, now, what, obviously getting the bonds passed is a key element from, from the sounds of it. What would be the top three things that y'all have done as a district to make sure those bonds get passed to where you can accommodate the growth? Well, first is communication, is making sure that um, people um, understand the need. Um, but backing up, first what we do is we um, create a committee that comes together, that's all the stakeholders. It includes teachers and parents and business people to look at what we would need in Tomball um, to move forward. Um, of course, growth is always one of the biggest things, of course, you know, you wanna fulfill that. And the reason to have the committee is they may have some ideas that we haven't even thought about, right? That they mm -hmm. think are important. And um, so that begins the process. So we begin that, then it's the, communication and a bond committee is formed um, and they then, you know, need to get the message out and um, make sure that people understand and provide information, whether it's, you know, via a Facebook page, a web page, um, handouts, anything like that, meetings to let people understand what's happening. And then it is, I also think one of the biggest things about bonds is if you've had future bonds, I mean, past bonds, that the community sees that you have fulfilled what you have said you're going to do. Yep. I think that is one of the biggest things that they see, you said in 2017, these were the mm -hmm. things you're going to do in Tomball ISD to help the district along and we accomplish those. So they're That's more apt to want to um, mm -hmm. vote for a bond again when we ask for it. That's an excellent point because we, our bond, 
2013 didn't pass at first by it was like nine votes or something. It was really difficult because I felt like those boys, nine of those high school senior boys, if they would have voted that were a football <laughs> team, my own son, like, come on, you know, but uh, in a small town like that, I mean, it was like nine more, like my own kids. Mm-hmm. And I think some of them did, but I'm just kind of being silly. But you mentioned something that I wonder about in large districts. Do you stay, does that committee, that bond committee or that community engagement piece, do you stay active with them even when you don't have a bond? That same, is there a core group that stays committed or not, do you just not, have a committee time? Not, not really. It's um, it's by bond that people come on board um, okay. to them. Maybe, um, I don't think in these last two, there have been a lot of overlap between the community members. Um, a lot of that has to do with people in the past, you know, they kind of roll off their mm-hmm. kids, you know, um, graduate and, move, and they move on. They may not even live in the district. I just received around the corner from us um, neighbors of ours. They they moved um, to another place and they we just got their new address um, today. So they're no longer involved now in the community. Um, mm-hmm. So you also want to keep having new people come on because new people have good ideas. They have different ideas. Mm-hmm. If you have the same people always, then I don't know. I, I think it's always good to have new community members be part of bonds and actually other any other committees that are in the district. Well, new innovation is Gary's favorite word. So I'm thinking like being on a board like yours where there's so much growth and then your superintendent shared something just really special last week about the innovation. Is is there is that what's kept you going for 12 years? The fact that there's all this change and innovation, or is there something else? Is like maybe what's your why? I know you kind of talked about your journey to become right. becoming on the board, but what's keeping you? I mean, what's kept you this last year and a half? Because I, I mean, I, I don't. It's been hard. It's been really hard. Um, I think what really keeps me going is because it's, um because all my kids graduated from here and and we've been here 20 plus years, I really feel um, responsible almost. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that other kids have um, the good education that my children did. I mean, my three have all now graduated from college also and are on doing, you know, living their life, being good citizens, um, having job. You know, I just, I, I want that for other kids too. And um, yes, it gets more challenging the more people that keep coming. And um, we have down here that we have 24 active subdivisions that are working right now, and 10 more are about are going to come online at a point. Yeah. And sometimes when I drive by, I kind of twitch or shudder because I'm like, oh no, oh no, there's another neighborhood going up because that means more kids. But I still place. Yes, I still want those kids to still have a great education and a great experience in our school district. So I think that's what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it's that active active service. You know, it's that as Corinne mentioned that why you know what what motivates you. And so that I mean that that's probably been a big part over the past twelve years. Uh, your time on the board, just that heart for your community. Uh, I mean, everybody does things for different reasons, but I imagine that that has definitely played a, a big part in it. Um, very interesting. So what else? Uh, so Tomball is a unique community and 
what have y'all done really to to connect with the community and as that growth has happened to make I don't know I've always heard of Tomball as just kind of a well-connected community even though it's growing I mean, what's what's created that that culture if you will within the community well it's funny because when Corinne mentioned about us being a, a big school district I think in my mind we are one. I mean, we are, but in my mind, we're still not, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's because of kind of the community, the way um, the center part of Tomball is. I actually live, live south of Tomball. I don't actually live in Tomball proper. I live in the Tomball ISD school district. I um, live in the postal area for Tomball, but I really live in no man's land. But um, in, in there's um, part of the Woodlands that's part of um, the Tomball Independent School District also. And now we're moving more to the West, which is where the new comprehensive high school will be. Um, but I think it's because everybody, I think it's because we did start out as small. It was a one high school um, district for so long that that really built people. People got very invested in the district, in the community. The community wanted to be part of the district. And that just then has expanded as we have grown and um, more people have moved here. They they want to come be part of that because they can feel it. Um, I don't, you all talked about business and stuff with um, Dr. Z, but one of, the, one of the greatest things I think we do is we have a patriotic show. And for years, it was just Tomball High School did it. But when Tomball Memorial came on, it's now the two high schools play each other. And I don't know what's going to happen with the third one when it comes online. But that is such a community event. The community mm -hmm. loves to come to that. Um, we honor our um, military heroes. Um, we have people that from the community, we bring them down on the field as we play their uh, military songs. We have fireworks. We have other events that go along with it. And it is just such a community-driven event that um, that's just one of the things that I think is so unique both to the school district and the community. They, everybody wants to come together. I mean, we, it causes traffic issues, honestly, because everybody wants to come be part of this. Even if you don't have kids in school at the moment, they still want to come be part of it. Years ago, when we played um, a school in Cy Fair, when Tomball High School played a school in Cy Fair for the Patriotic Show, we knew uh, um, one of the moms that had come there and she said, can you all play us every time for the Patriotic Show? That was just Aww. my Aww. <laughs> um, I, I think that's, that's just an example of what is unique about Tomball and what um, ties the community and the school district together. Very interesting. It sounds like that that foundation was formed from the very beginning. Yes, when I would agree. So I guess di for those districts that are listening in right now, if you do have a small district, find ways to get connected to the community, find ways to build those bonds with the community. And then as you grow, maybe it'll make mm -hmm. it a little more, a little easier mm -hmm. um, versus growing without that connection. Does that, that sound right to you, Kathy? Or? Well, and that's, yeah, I'm interrupting, sorry. That's what I'm like, that's what I'm taking from it. Like, yeah, because I don't know that we'll grow to that extent, but we are north of the Metroplex and- Yes, the, the oh, banks are growing out, out towards you. Definitely. Yeah, so we, we, you know, we could, we have, we, we could grow. And I don't know that it'll be while I'm still on the board, but we could grow to the point where it is, we are so large that 
if someone would, were looking like 10 years back and say, why, you know, why, why didn't you do certain things now? I think that's a really good piece of advice, Gary. Like we do have really great community connections, but I, I'm trying to think of something that we, we could do as a district that would be, would be something that could take us into 20 years from now. Like what would we go back and say that this board, not just a building or a bond, but some right. community connection. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, well, the, I was just going to say one of the things for us is we really like to hold on to our tradition, mm -hmm. but we do understand we have to move forward. Mm -hmm. We can't just rely on that mm -hmm. to get done the job that we need to do in educating our students. So it's it's kind of melding them together, the tradition mm -hmm. plus let's see what we need to do for our students mm -hmm. and move forward and try and put all those pieces into place. You know, Kathy, it's funny you mentioned that it, it, it just is getting me thinking here, I mean, we're talking about preparing for growth, but in reality, having that, having those bonds initially will make people want to move to the community and oh, be a part of it. Definitely. And honestly, a lot of people that graduated from Tomball High School, they come back. I mean, we have a lot of teachers that have come back that have graduated. We have families that have stayed here and or move back into the community because they want to still have that tomball feel. And um, I think that's helps um, for, I have a friend and she graduated from tomball high school and um, two of her children graduated from tomball high school, but they live in the South area like I do. And so the youngest graduated from Memorial and, you know, she said her, one of her, her daughter gave her a hard time one time because she was wearing blue which was the, the color for Memorial instead of the red for Tomball High School. And she said, but, but we're all Tomball. And I oh. now have to support her because she's at her high school now, right? I mean, and so I think that's really kind of, I'm not mm -hmm. saying there hasn't ever been any challenges with, you know, um, new schools and things popping up. My two kids, my two youngest were in two different schools. One was a senior at Tomball High School. One was a senior, was a freshman at Tomball Memorial. And at dinner, there was some rivalry that was going on. <laughs> this is the sibling rivalry. Um, there was some school rivalry going that, you know, but school rivalry is okay if it doesn't get out of hand. And mm -hmm. um, I, I think that my friend, that that kind of shows what Tomball is about. Mm -hmm. and you can have graduated from there, but you can live on the south end of the district and your child can go to the different high school and you can still be supportive of both. Absolutely. Wow. You know, th this has been really interesting hearing the different elements that, that bring Tomball that, you know, create Tomball. And, and um, so this has been exciting, but I won't ask the last question. I'll leave that for Corinne. Cor <sighs> okay. Ahead, yeah. So I love to ask and I'll, I'll ask too, and you can answer whatever one, but I, for those people that are up for reelection running, um, do you have some tips or advice for them? Or if you want to just to say something to new board members, but just some general board advice or encouragement for. So I, I'm going to go to the new board members. Um, I got a piece of advice when I um, came on the board back in 2010 by one of the board members that was leaving. And he said, don't try and learn it all at once because it's impossible. You, you just can't do it. There are so many pieces to school districts and, 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 and people out there don't realize that for instance, like they didn't know we don't get paid and they, <laughs> right. don't, they don't know about all the little intricacies that are within a school district. The financial piece is unlike 
finances anywhere else and you have to learn it. And so that would be my, is learn a lot, listen a lot, because there's just so much that happens in a school district that you have no idea about until you are, you are on the board and they're throwing it all at you. And um, you just have to learn. It's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. And one thing we do in Tomball is we have a leadership Tomball ISD um, for the community to come learn about what's happening in the district, how things work in the district. And I think that we have two board members right now that were part of that. And um, I think think that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard to come on the board and not really understand everything. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to at first. That's wonderful. Thank you. Wow. This has been so exciting talking to the superintendent, talking to Kathy. This is, I mean, for those of you who are tuning in, I think this is a a model district from what I've heard and what I've seen. And it be, I mean, I've observed it myself, just, you know, watching the growth over the years. I mean, it's just been amazing. It's, and it has a really, in the Houston area, Tomball has a really good reputation, right? And, and, uh, and I guess that that's probably part of it too, but I know we're running short on time here. So before we close out, just want to give, first of all, I want to say thank you, Kathy, for being on the podcast. Thank you. Well, thank you for asking me to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm sure this content is so valuable to the listeners. And if you're part of the Tomball community, hopefully you enjoyed it as well. Get, get to know the board president a little bit better and, and her story. And last, last but not least, want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Ideal Impact. Ideal Impact is a faith-based company that is providing funding to school districts. And it doesn't involve the taxpayers, doesn't involve the government. It involves technology and energy savings, but they're they're not selling air conditioning units. They're not selling lighting systems. They're actually optimizing what you currently have at your district, which could be helpful for passing a bond. (laughs) Longview ISD put out a press release to their community. They are getting between 13 and $15 million back to their students and teachers and unrestricted funds that they can use for anything. And so if you are a district that needs funding or maybe you want funding, um, maybe you wanna raise your teacher's salaries or whatever the needs of your district are, reach out to I to Impact. And um, for those of y'all that have been tuning in, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Educational Leadership Podcast.